Welcome to the Women with Altitude podcast. Women we meet here have a story, a message or a purpose that they want to share with you. We want to inspire you and lift you up every day. Here's your host, Women with Altitude founder, Andrea Turner-Boys. So, uh, hi everyone. Welcome to the Women with Altitude podcast. I'm Andrea Turner-Boys. I'm your host for today. And joining me in the studio, I'm so excited. I love our chats. Melissa Ferrari from Melissa Ferrari Psychotherapy. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Lovely to be here. Um, now, we can't get past, we can't, we've got to talk about Married at First Sight because it's still on. Yes. It's, it's, it's something that is, I think the whole nation has been hooked or not hooked if you're listening to this and you think, oh God, terrible show. I just want to talk to you because being a couples therapist, mm. what is your take on it? This is why I find it interesting. So tell me, do you watch? I do, do I do. I, wa- I watch as much as I can. I probably don't see every episode and I am probably disappointed when I don't because <laughs> I am a little bit hooked. But I think what has struck me about this episode or series, it just seems to be a lot more staged or like people have been put in there to kind of ruffle some feathers and all of that kind of stuff. I I am suspicious of that too, I have to say. And uh, what about as a concept, being a couples therapist, as a concept of being put together by experts, do Mm. you believe that that's possible? Look, I believe it is possible to do that, but I'm not sure about the lens that those guys are looking through. Uh If I was doing this, I would really look at attachment styles. And what seems to be a lot of the mistakes Mistakes that I observe is that they're putting people that are a little bit more avoidant in their style in relationship with people that are more anxious. So if you put an avoidant with an anxious, you're going to get problems, you know. And so I, th- I think that would be my um, suggestion to anybody who's, you know, being a therapist <laughs> on the show is to really – and it's interesting because I've actually had an interview with John Aitken once and I did suggest it, this to him. I did say, you know, do you guys think about that? And and all he said was, I think he said, oh, we do. And it was kind of like – and I just said, well, for me, it would really be the emphasis. I would be really, really looking at that if you're going to put somebody in there who – likes to be alone, more of an internal processor, doesn't need regulation externally and you're going to put them with someone who is a whole lot more anxious, needs the regulation from the other, their partner, tends to be more expressive and like to talk things out, don't like to be in a room on their own. If you put those two together, you are going to run into some problems. Yeah, I can even me not being a therapist can can get what you're saying. Yeah. So because we have different attachment styles, right? That's right. So we have people who are energized by other people and like being around their partner or the love language. Exactly. You know, I was doing this with my husband the other day. We worked out that my uh, my husband's love language is quality time. Lovely. So for him, just sitting on the lounge next to me, he's happy. Yep. We don't even have to talk. Isn't that sweet? It is really sweet, but it's taken me a while to get it because it's not mine. No, that's right. <laughs> uh, well, well, someone who's as busy as you, that's like, you know, that's having right. to meet that for him that's could right. be a challenge. But and it's, it has yeah, been a challenge, it, but, it, I, but yeah. I'm realising that that is his it, love language. Beautiful. Yep. And that my love language, I mean, I think we have a couple. It's not the only one. Yes. Um, obviously, mine is, is, is touch, but also acts of service. Yes. So, when he does things for me that help me, you know, like <sighs> yeah. I, 
love it. Love it. And you think that they're the best thing since sliced bread. Absolutely. And And what we're talking about, listeners, is the five languages of love. It's a book written by Gary Chapman. And I think he even wrote it as long as 19, the 1980s. Like it's been maybe maybe a little bit after that, but it's been around forever. Yes. And um, I talk a lot. It's still relevant, oh, right? So relevant. Yeah. Incredibly relevant. And if couples could really learn what their partner's love language is, you know, for some it's physical touch. What are the for, five? Let's it's physical touch, acts yep. of service, um, time together and gifts. And then there's a fifth one. It will come to me eventually. I can't think of it right is it now. touch? Touch. I think I said physical touch, oh, but physical there touch. is five. But oh, it's words, of wor- affirmation? words of affirmation. That's yes. it. And so yeah, it's okay. so yeah. And, and you can look it up nowadays. You know, there's so many podcasts. And I recently did one. There is one on my website. Um, the five languages of love. I, I did a I did a podcast on it probably only about three or four weeks ago. Oh, fantastic! Yeah, so we can make that available. We'll put the links on, on our podcast today. So let's talk about therapy. Why I brought up married at first sight is that's what we're talking about today. Is therapy? Do you think that Australians are becoming a bit more open? Because in America, so on the weekend. Now I know we're talking about couples, but on the weekend. No, no word of a lie. Um, the Festival of, w- of Women was on at the Opera House and I host the live stream at the Jones Sutherland Theatre. So it's the third year that I've done it. And this year um, were three Americans talking about the age of Trump and what it was like over there. And one of them is Fran Lebowitz. Now, I don't know if you know Fran Lebowitz. She's a writer, feminist no, writer. And I, I tell you, look her up because she's the most amazing – she's the most amazing person from the point of view of – Martin Scorsese did a documentary on her because – I have never seen anyone who cares so little about what, like in the truest sense of the word, what people think of her. Mm. She just completely expresses herself in her way and she just could not give a hoot about editing herself or what Mm. people think of her. So Mm. she's quite, she's really interesting. But what she said was that that there there are people in therapy since Donald Trump has, um, people she knows in therapy since Donald Trump has come to power. And it made me think that Americans are so much more comfortable um, and open to working on themselves in a therapist situation. Do you you think that's fair? I think that that's true. And, um, you know, I sometimes wonder, I sometimes think about, you know, we're a younger country. Yeah. Really. And so it is quite possible that we may be a little behind in some things more than we think, simply because we, we've just a, a, a lot, a lot younger. And so developmentally, you know, when you think about psychology, and I'm not trying to be critical, but I think it is true. But I think there's been a really big shift. Yeah. I think that therapy so has these become. shows, I think, are, are quite oh, good for that. They're great. In the sense that it may yep. be opening people's eyes to what couple therapy might cover yes or the importance of it yes and and you know there's i mean there's some shows that have been on that i i w- don't agree with you know there was one i i think it was a sw- where you switched couples and things like that you know and oh, that you're in a spa. deliberately provocative yeah like you're in a spa with someone else's husband and all of that kind of stuff and that 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 I don't go for on any level. And the reason why is because in therapy, things improve in the environment of safety and security. That is where we find passion and love. If we're feeling safe and secure, it it turns off the more fearful part of the brain and opens up the area more for love and passion. So for those of you who are asking, how do I bring passion back into my marriage? Have a look at where there could be some issues around trust Mm 
and it can't it's not always about infidelity it can be about one of you are spending too much money and so the wife or husband's annoyed that will shut down the passion centers of the brain so really a key key thing because i think people are always searching for that you know how do i bring bring passion back have a look at your relationship and make sure all things are safe in all areas and you'll find that that connection will start to come back particularly if you address it with a therapist but then i was just going to say that's where you uncover this is with a therapist right that's right so when so when why do we wait until we're in trouble before we go to therapist, what would your advice be to to go earlier? Yeah, go earlier. But I think I think we all just believe in love, which is so lovely and <laughs> sweet and yes. energizing for a little while. <laughs> and then we have what we call the automatic brain comes in, and so now it's kind of like I know you. I don't, I don't need to keep inquiring or being curious or gaze into your eyes or wonder about you or ring you every day or send you a text. No. I know what you smell like, what you sound <laughs> that's like. That's right. I know all the stories. Oh, I've right. heard this one before. That's you right. know, when you're out of the party. I've devoured oh. every part of you. That's it now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Well, it's true, <laughs> it right? so true. It's true. Yeah. That's what happens to everybody. It's like it's not no one's kind of. On, on their own island yeah, in this in yeah. this area. Well, you know, it's, if you really think about it, you, you, you've got that much going through your body in ter- terms of hormones and testosterone and everything that we need to have sex going through the body in the beginning. It's kind of like a prop. You know, you're technically on coke, really. You know, like you, you're drugged up on love. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Stan talks about he that. He does. Stan, Stan, Tatkin. Ta- Stan Tatkin talks a lot about that. And so, and he's the author of the book Wired for Love, by the, by the way, who he's my trainer from the states and for anybody listening it's a fabulous book and we'll put the link on the bottom with yes. that as well yes we will yes but he talks about the, that in love stage as, yes. as equivalent to being on coke it is and it's such a beautiful stage but we need it to bond if we didn't have that stage in the beginning we don't have anything to go back to to draw on when you actually are sitting with a therapist you know i'll do things and, and stan Tatkin taught me this too you know a really really powerful intervention and i don't mind sharing it with you play it play your song Play the song that you two both know reminds you of you two being in love, whether it be your wedding song, the first one you danced to, whatever it was. And when you play that song, particularly if it's got good memories, not so good if it's got bad memories, but if it's got good memories and you can start to remember and look at each other and think, hey, I remember you. I remember how we used to love this song and it can be so, so powerful in terms of reconnection. I I do it in my retreats at Lillianfell's actually. Well, let's talk about um, retreats. Why would a couple go on – what's the benefit of going on a retreat as opposed to therapy once a week? Okay, well – it's, it's quite transformative in the experience of being able to sit with other couples who are also struggling in their communication, struggling in their intimacy, struggling with closeness, struggling with children, in-laws, all the things that go on. Mm. And It's so, the networking thing again, It right? is. It's not that we call it, they call it the same word, but it's the community. It is. And about like when you can see it in other people or experience it through the it eyes of other people. It creates a oneness, you know, yeah, and, okay. and we like that, you know. It's a spiritual kind of experience. And so when you're sitting with other couples who go, are going through and you can go, oh, we've had that issue. And, and what I find in the retreats is, you know, sometimes I'm no longer the therapist. One couple can help another couple and go, oh, you know what we did when 
that happened to us? And they can actually give an example of what helped move them through. And so it actually, you know, it's kind of like I'm the facilitator for the environment. And I do a whole lot of teaching around love and why we can fall out of love, how how what happens in the beginning, the bonding process is so important, but how that prop's no longer there and then you've got to start to work a little bit harder. And so I do a lot of teaching around the longevity of relationships that ultimately a passionate relationship is one with safety and security. So in the mornings, I tend to do that. We do lovely meditations. And then in the afternoon, I'll do one-on-one with each couple to see what might have come up for them or, or what they really identify in the beginning. And then people go off to Dali's and Lillianfell's for dinner and the Hydro Majestic another night. And so it's really, really, really lovely. And then on the Sunday... Um, more teaching but and more meditation like group meditation that but you actually do it with your partner mm-hmm. so it's a meditation where you are looking in your partner's eyes and I'm guiding that very very profound experience like people came away from that just really really touched what about what they felt about their partner and how it can reignite so much and I think the benefits of it is that it kind of fast tracks going to therapy once a week, every week, or, you know, couple of hours every two or three weeks. You know, there's something about the intensity of we're here this weekend just to focus on us. There is nothing else more important than our relationship. And so people who really can immerse themselves in that experience just get so much out of it. Oh, my God, I think I want to go myself. <laughs> it's really that lovely. That sounds so good. Mm. And so how often do you run them? Well, this I've, I, my first one at Lillianfells was in February and now I'm running another one in May and that one's half full. So there still is availability wow. at this point. But um, when I say half full, I only take on four or five couples. Yeah, okay. I don't do a big, you know, like room full of 30 people. It's very, very intimate, which reflects the atmosphere of Lillianfells. Yeah, okay. And um, it's a very, very supportive place around, you know, we all feel good in that environment because it's so, so lovely. And I deliberately chose it for that reason, to have the romance side as well. And I think that the whole holistic approach, you know, I did the first one and I was going to tweak the second one and I haven't changed it. I'm not changing a thing because the first one just went so well. Fantastic. Well, Mm. congratulations on on that aspect of your business because it's evolved from you being a therapist, just one-on-one or one-on-two with couples. Yes. um, To now putting on retreats. Mm. So it would have stretched you a little bit too because you've taken a risk and done something a little bit different. Absolutely. And I've done retreats before. I I was doing them, you know, 10 years, 20 years ago and with a co-facilitator. And so I'm using a lot of the stuff that I already knew, but it's just taken me so long to revive it all again and and remember that this is what I always wanted to do and um, I think the profound experience people have through it is just so enlivening for me as well. energising fantastic. Well if you'd like more information on Melissa's couples retreats or if you want some of the links that we'll give to Wired for Love or the Melissa's uh, five love language podcast that she's already done Um, we'll put all those links up in our podcast today always always enjoy chatting with you thanks for asking me Andrew (laughs) I always get so excited and what I love is is how we just have an organic topic (laughs) I sort of sit in the chair and I and we say oh what what, what feels right today so I think it's something I'm you know I'm passionate about too because really everything is about relationship yeah parenting is about relationship 
you know, marriage is about relationship. Business is about relationship. I mean, there isn't. There's differences in how. Yes. But it's all relationship at the end of the day. That's right. I think that's what I'm talking about on the uh, beginning of April. We're talking about relationship with business as well. Fantastic. Yeah, yes, with you. With you at oh, Women with yes. Altitude. Yes. Well, we're talking in particular on that one about how couples can really manage that working yes. pressure cooker environment. Yep. We'll Fantastic. pop that link up too. We will. Wow. Always a pleasure. Thanks, Melissa. Thank we'll you. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, everyone. Until next time, we'll speak to you soon. Bye. Thanks for joining us on the Women with Altitude podcast. More information on our events, workshops and membership can be found at womenwithaltitude.com.au or follow us on our Facebook or Insta pages, Women with Altitude Australia.